Hello, lovely listeners. I'm Dr. Joanna Bucknell, and you're listening to episode four of Tate, that's T-A-I-T, which is short for talking about immersive theatre. If this is your first time, you probably don't know that this podcast series is all about me invading immersive theatre makers, practitioners, performers and producers in their own creative spaces to chat about the work that they do and the different ways that they bring immersion to you in all its multiple glorious guises. If this is not your first rodeo, then you can feel all warm and fuzzy inside because you already knew that and have come back for some more. Regardless of whether you're a newbie or an old hand, I am really happy to have your ear. So let's get to it. So I'm here at the Pavilion Theatre in Worthing with Joel Scott, who's the Artistic Director of Goat and Monkey Theatre, uh, to talk about their immersive piece of work, The Devil Speaks True. Uh, Joel, you're the Artistic Director of Goat and Monkey, uh, but firstly, can you tell everyone who's listening a bit about yourself and your background? Um, so, uh, yeah, did, so did my degree extra, um, and um, after that, I started an MA. I stopped after two days. <laughs> I chose to stand, but sitting in a window and lighting a cigar and listening to some Elvis, thinking, "Man, oh, this is not for me." Uh, yeah, put the money into doing theatre. I started a theatre company, um, doing sort of site-specific work, and um, yeah, started off in Exeter um, as punch drunk, working with Felix and Sally. And then after uh, two years, um, we left um, to go travelling, and then we started up our own company uh, down south. Um, about 10 years ago. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we've been making our own work for about maybe more than that, 10 years, starting small and, and mainly sort of site work, site responsive work and immersive work, but sort of the, the most recent sort of term has been sort of epic, epic work. Yeah, epic, I like that. Work. There's lots of different terms being <laughs> yeah. bandied around at the moment. It's so difficult because yeah. immersion's kind of a label that people put on it's all, yeah, all it's kinds become, of things. Yeah, it was, that immersive term seems to be, it was sort of like, you know, site-specific, site-responsive, site-synthetic, mm-hmm. but now it's the, like, you see, like, the immersive pantomime. It's, just, it's, 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 it's a funny thing, like, it's, that, that word immersive, is, yeah, that term has really changed its meaning. Yes. It's just completely exploded yeah, as well, and, yeah. and commercially Oh, well. totally, it's, like, yeah. Games, Christmas grottos, everything, is like the immersive experience. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> So, Go to Monkey is quite a small company, and it's made up of yourself, Sally, and Ian. Am I correct? Yeah, that's <laughs> it, man. Totally, totally, totally correct. Yeah, yeah. So, you've talked a little bit about this already, but you were formed in two thousand and four. So, how did that come about? Did you all study together and then decide? Yeah. So we, um, yeah. So we, Sal and I, were in the same year at university, um, and then uh, and then uh, Ian met uh, working in London, doing a front of house job at the <laughs> open air theatre in uh, in um, yeah. Regent's Park, and we just um, started doing sort of small work, so just sort of street theatre stuff, real basic stuff. Uh, but yeah, but well, lots of work, but very sort of uh, low scale. So sort of street theatre stuff, and then um, then we started creating work in London and Trinity Boy Wharf, and just sort of small scale site work, mm. and gradually building to sort of larger things. So although there's just, there's just three of us, we sort of swell to like a uh, sort of maybe I guess sometimes like a hundred people, or for Devil Speaks True was maybe. Maybe thirty people at points. So we sort of, it's sort of, um, yeah. Then always back to our sort of the core of, yeah, mm-hmm. the, core, the, the, the core team. And you're all based in one place at the moment, or are you kind of spread out. Yeah, we're Lewis. Well, we're sort of we're based in Lewis, um, and then Ian's up in in uh, London. Um, but and our, our work has been sort of, I've recently sort of, um, uh, well, the, the Devil Speaks True has been touring the south, um, 
recent things up in London, uh, sort of Kew Gardens, and it's sort of mainly London and the South. Okay. But um, this, the Devil Speaks True might be going up to up, up north um, in spring. Yeah, um, yeah, that's all. What okay. we've been doing. So, what do you think? This is kind of a two-part question, yeah. really. What do you think makes you distinct as a company, and what really drives you to make work as a company? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> it's, a funny, it's a funny thing. Cause it's like, yeah, it's a funny thing. Because we did, we did um, a play called Reverence um, a long time ago now. It was under London Bridge, and it was a. Uh, you put cloaks on, and you sort of became these characters, and you sort of walked around these obvious you know, subterranean tunnels. Um, and at the time, that was very different, and it was um, and people sort of really liked that. It was a. Actually, now it's like commonplace. It's, 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 there's mm. not. It's not a. It's not a you know, unique selling point. So it's funny. You know, so the immersive thing is, is what you said, that, that term has been sort of, yes, yeah, sort of uh, appropriated by different people. And, um, so that, that, that's, that's, that's not sort of the unique selling point. That's this, this sort of the epic term has become maybe something we've... we've mm-hmm. And that's because maybe because we sort of... It's, uh, we try and draw upon um, different aspects of things. So uh, sort of whether it be sort of um, online games or um, treasure hunts or yeah, um, sort of different media... Uh, different sort of ways of having stories. It's sort of yeah, so we, it, yeah. We've it, we've sort of lost that thing that we 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 make site work. Mm. Um, it's now become something different. It's epic, but not epic when he means. Um, Do you think it's about looking back at kind of the work that you've done in the past mm. and looking at kind of all of the different forms that you've used as a company? Do you think it's still the central thing is still experience? Is still what it means for the people that are taking yeah. part? It's, I don't know, it's, it's a funny thing because I'm. Um, like that's the, th- the thing. That was the thing back in the day with Punch Drunk, it, and which I think you know my, my favorite play I've still ever seen of all time. Well, there's two Faust Punch Drunk, which was like just blew me away. I didn't get to see Faust. Well, it was just, well, the most incredible Mask thing. of the Red Death was the first yeah. my first yeah, encounter. And, oh. Well, actually, and the, the first one was um, when, the, when Felix and actually Hig- Pete Higgin, who's the Richmond guy, who's brilliant, they did um, for Felix's end of year thing at university did a play at Exeter. Uh, just like his directing module piece, and I walked in, and, and, and for four days I was just, I just couldn't believe it. I did, it was, yeah. He did voice check, and it was, just, it was unbelievable. It was unbe- It was just real basic. Like, the budget was probably I don't know two hundred quid, but it was just unbelievable. I never seen like it, and just, yeah, just I've gone off track now. So no, it's like, absolutely oh, um, fine. It's such a great text. I can't, I can't, it was, it was, it was, oh, so, <clears throat> I've got a question. It was going somewhere. No, it's fine. Um, Kind of the distinctiveness of, of what drives you to make work. Oh yeah, so yeah, so, so yeah, experience is important, but it is it's also it, it for me. It's also the story as well. It's, it's, mm. That's the heart of things. Which which I didn't. Which yeah, so punch drunk. I think um, I've not, I've not I've, since I've recently, but for me, perhaps the story isn't isn't quite so important with punch drunk. It's more mm. the experience, and that's our key thing. Actually, we're like, oh, we're sort of actually the, the story's the heart of it all. So well, it's easy to miss. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Interestingly enough, the first time I saw a piece of their work, which was Mask of the Red Death, yeah. I, when I came out and started chatting to people, yeah. I actually didn't know they were performers. I managed mm. somehow to miss every single <laughs> moment yeah. of performer. So when yeah. people started saying, oh, this was happening here, and I was like, yeah, that's what? The, yeah, that's what I love about that stuff. Is just, I was like, yeah. I had no idea, yeah. but I couldn't get a ticket to go again oh, because it was sold out. Yeah, so I was like, genius. oh, I can't yeah. believe I missed, effectively missed the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I, 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 what I love about it. I mean, the, I, the space is, is enough, yeah. in a way, to, to kind of connect. And you get you. fragments of the story through like yeah. sort of letters and like just always beautiful stuff. And the way they can, the way they sort of they sort of compound an entire scene now, it's like a piece of dance. It's mm. Just beautiful. But, it, but perhaps it was um, so yeah. So ours is experience, but it's mm. um, but also it's, yeah, story, story or sort yeah. of yeah. And the idea of sort of 
Yeah, and it's still, maybe, maybe that immersive thing, whatever that term means now, maybe it's we try and put the audience at the heart of the story. So the, the idea with Banquo is that you're meant to be, you're, you're put there and you are listening to from, listening, yeah, experiencing it from his perspective. Mm. Um, and in, 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 this, in, in this space now, in the one pavilion, the audience come in and they're extras in the film with, a, with active roles rather than just sort of observing. Um, well, I think that's interesting because that. Gareth White, um, in his book, when he talks about immersive theatre, he suggests that it's, it's an access to the internal or an access to the inside of. And it sounds very much like your work is about giving us access to the inside of that story. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Access to the inside, yeah. That's Which a really good way of putting it. Yeah, it's that's really, lovely. really interesting. And maybe it's something to do with, like, with the Banquo thing. Because it, 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 it wasn't like getting to the heart of sort of... Macbeth as such as a story. It's more about just that, the detail of just that one character, Banquo. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point, isn't it? And I access think, to the inside. I don't want to talk too much about it now because I'm going to come on to it again, yeah. but I think you gave us access not just to the interior of that kind of character, but also the interior of certain people's real lives yeah, as well, right. I thought, which yeah. was really, really interesting with that yeah. piece of work. Yeah, that's sort of a way into these... Yeah, that, those, 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 those interviews of those guys. Well, really I, saw, um, I saw... Saw is so, this is so problematic now. We just don't have the terminology <laughs> to talk about. It. I'm like, I didn't yeah. see the show at all. I experienced yeah. the, the show, and it's, yeah. it's not even a show because yeah, it's yeah. not a, a showing anymore. So yeah, yeah. all of our terminology. You're totally right. Yeah. To talk about these things yeah. is now so problematic. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> and I find it in my writing, it's easier to deal with because it's scholarly. So it's a case of that's yes. fine. I can sort of be really careful about yeah. how I word those things. But just in a general chat about it, you're like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't see it, and I certainly didn't... It wasn't a show, so yeah. how do I now yeah. adjust the way I talk about these yeah. things? I've got a mate who went to... Um, you can, do, uh, uh, you can uh, have a meal in pitch black. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. I really want to do that. So I've got a mate that went to I've Farrington. I've friends who went yes, and said it was amazing. amazing. So you turn up, and you put, this, you put, you put like, a, like a white shirt or something, and, then, and then you're told that you... you, you like meet a bib. Yeah. <laughs> meet a vegetarian, you go in, and you say, it's all pitch black, and apparently... We are, Apparently the waiters are all blind. I, I yeah, I heard that so as well. Much, I doubt that so much. Apparently well, there, there's true. two ways you can do it. Apparently you can choose um, like a set menu or you can choose the surprise menu. <laughs> and you just have to like, you just put your hands in and, you, and they, they take photos so you can cover. But a mate of mine did it and they said um, it was the weird thing because uh, she was with a, a girlfriend and uh, this beautiful sort of uh, sort of two hours, this, this, this beautiful sort of evening, and, and but uh, there's no visual. No. There's no visuals for it. No. That's, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing when you sort of, you've got taste and you've got smell and the sound, but there's no. At least ours had ours had visuals, but mm. nothing. Pitch black for two hours. And lots it, of it, chefs claim you eat with your eyes as well. Yeah. So how good are our palates? I'm, <laughs> yeah. really, I'm, I'm a bit of a foodie anyway. I, yeah. I cook a lot, and yeah. I'd like to think I have a good palate. Yeah. But you think if I was eating in the dark, would yeah, I actually yeah. have any idea what I'm eating? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, my dad doing dad was doing his biology degree. I remember him, uh, uh, giving us custard, and like, he put like blue food colouring. <laughs> So I'm not sure about this day. No, it's just the same. It tastes, same. It tastes a bit minty. No, it's exactly the same. Just food colouring. Yeah. No, it tastes a bit. It's, 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 I like think if it was it, green, it yeah, would be well, so unappetising. That's it. Green custard. Blue custard. We had a green Yorkshire pudding. Everything's <laughs> mixed up. It's a, it's a funny. Just yeah, those perceptions. You take that sight away, and things do change. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I should imagine it's a health and safety night yeah. as, as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah knives and forks. Because you yeah. can't have steak, surely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My hand. <laughs> Amazing, trying to feed your partner. Wow, <laughs> my eye! I used to do a bit of waitressing when I was a teenager, and that was hard enough with the lights on and being able to see what God, I was doing. Yeah. I can't even imagine what imagine I was. Fashion seven, the food. 
be awful. But you just drop it, pick up on the plate, you'd be no problem. Well, I hope Tato the chefs are in the dark. Yeah, gravy on the floor, scoop in the no, scoop up, man. No one will know. Put some pepper on there, yeah. <laughs> Got big hairs in it, you don't know. Yeah, I just think fine. it's the texture of the food. It's great fun, isn't it? A little infrared camera watching it all. Yeah. So um, I saw Devil Speaks True, saw, experienced, experienced. Okay, yeah. however yeah. we want to talk about it, um, at the New Theatre Royal in Portsmouth. And I think that was right back at the beginning of March, yeah. uh, earlier this year. But there'll be some people listening who definitely haven't encountered the show yet. Yeah. So can you explain, without too many spoilers effectively, okay. but yeah. could you kind of explain a bit about the show for someone who okay. might not have yeah. come across it? So uh, the play was about um, Banquo's return home from a conflict zone and how he sort of adjusts. Um, so, yeah, it's about Banquo's journey home from a conflict zone. And then in parallel to that, uh, we interviewed uh, two soldiers, one uh, an, a, uh, a soldier from the RAF and, well, a serviceman from the RAF and a serviceman um, Afghanistan uh, soldier, um, and, a, and a guy that's held hostage for two and a half years in Iraq. And we talked to them about their journey home as well from conflict zones and sort of paralleled the two. Um, so that was sort of what it was about. In terms of, what you, sort of how, how you experienced that, you were given wireless headphones and you were sat in a, in a, in a, in a conventional sort of seating of a theatre and uh, for most of the performance, probably maybe 70% of the performance, you were in pitch black. Mm-hmm. And there were moments of, uh, of light where you had sort of a, a, a dancer or projection or smell or um, uh, sort of visual stimulus um, mm-hmm. sort of aid the story along. Um, but the, the key thing was that you used a sort of a binaural sound, so quite detailed sound. Um, and the idea was that you were, you were put into the um, uh, perspective of Banquo. So you'd, you'd hear his heart racing, and if he gulped, you'd, you'd, hear, you'd hear the gulp in your headphones. And you'd, yeah, so you were sort of put in first... It's a first-person sort of uh, story. Could you explain just a tiny bit um, for anyone listening, if they don't know what binaural... Yeah. Um, there's been quite a lot of work just recently, yeah, actually, yeah. with um, complicity. I'm going to see it, I can't wait. <laughs> so oh, I, I saw it live streamed. Oh, I can't wait. I watched wait. it, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah. But just in case anyone who's listening is thinking, what on yeah. earth is binaural? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's brilliant. It's a, you, you, um, it's a recording. You get a, a, a fake head, a, a, a wooden head or a, made out of uh, rubber, this dummy head with a, two um, uh, microphones, one each ear. Um, and the ears are moulded on, the, on this, uh, this dummy's head, uh, similar to ours. Um, and it just records in that way, and, and how it works is is that it records sound um, in the same way we hear it. So the head sort of casts a shadow on the sound. So if I hear a sound coming from my left hand side, my left ear hears it first, and the sound waves pass through my head, which sort of causes this sort of thing called a shadow, then into my right ear. So there's a slight delay, and the binaural recording picks up on that. So you, you rather than hearing in just left or right in stereo, you have sort of 360 degrees of uh, mm. around and uh, up and down. It That's kind of gives detailed. a space depth, a, a, yeah. a spatial depth. Yeah. It's really hard yeah, to explain. Really it's yeah. really hard to explain. But if you if you don't know what it is, I highly recommend you Google. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Google it. There's, there's a whole strange world if you if you go on YouTube yes. and type in ASMR. There's a this weird world of these sort of all these people talking like this, <laughs> stroking your head, and we're, we're with Americans and sort of like with. Looking at the camera with big eyes, it's, yeah, it's a whole strange, dark world. Right. These so we recommend go and have a, go and <laughs> yeah. have a little look if you don't know and, and uh, have a look there. And also, I think Complicity potentially might live stream it again when they uh, yeah. do it. I know they did it once. They're touring um, Australia and there's loads of going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. Lo- so keep your eye open and lots yeah. of other companies are starting to use yeah, yeah. the technique yeah. as well. So um, The Devil Speaks True, for me, I felt, was really a hybrid of verbatim. Uh, theatre and immersive kind of techniques and can you talk a bit about why you decided 
to kind of use those two slightly different strategies and how they came together and why you did that? Yeah. Um, I think it was... I think it was... So initially, what it was meant to be, sort of like <coughs> this weird thing where um, uh, when you're applying funding and, you know, and selling things <laughs> to theatres, it's a year in advance. Um, so initially, it was, it, was, it was more a sort of a sort of traditional, but immersive experience of sort of you'd be in the room sitting down and the story would sort of like would unfold around you, this story of Banquo. And then I just have to, I don't know, I just, there was a, the, the, the guy that was hostage, this Peter Moore, this brilliant guy, hostage in Iraq for two and a half years, he was a um, good friend of my dad who works in South America. Wow, okay. A really good friend. Um, and when he was taken, it was sort of hard times, but I was, uh, we didn't see him again, it was, it was yeah. heavy. Anyway, he made it back, which is brilliant. Um, and I happened, to get a, I happened to get a phone call from Dad, and we were just chatting about Peter Moore. I just... And it, I, I'd been sort of, you know, you know, reading Macbeth and reading about the hallucinations and the witches and, mm. and his, his weird... Banquo's weird thing with his son. He's, he's, he comes home from sort of battle, and Macbeth is met by his wife immediately, and then Banquo doesn't see his son for a few scenes. It's weird. Why didn't his, why didn't his son meet him straight away? I, so I just think about these things, and then just think about Pete and his sort of... Um, Peter Moore and his sort of uh, strange, uh, sort of not strange, but um, things he's experienced the, on, when he got back <coughs> home. Sort of, sort of uh, his the strange dreams he's had and um, the way he's adjusted after coming back from his conflict zone. There just seemed yeah. to be clear parallels, and it was just intriguing. And then I arranged to meet up with Peter, chat to him. It was just really interesting. It's hard to... My, my dad was in the RAF for 26 years. So oh, right. I'm a, a RAF brat, and I oh, travelled wow. all over. And yeah, yeah. My dad was in war zones as well. And yeah. back in the day, I don't know if they do this anymore, but he was part of a squadron. So when the squadron came back from Ireland, Falklands, Afghanistan, they would actually go to Cyprus for two weeks. They do that. So yeah. They still do it. And before they came home to their families, and it's, yeah. they basically spend the whole time on the beach yeah. having barbecues, it, yeah. drinking together, and yeah. just so they can get that moment of yeah. decompression before they come back to their families. Because yeah. my dad said it was so... And he never yeah. talked about work, ever. Yeah. Ever, ever. I mean, obviously, there's issues in terms yeah. of security yeah. because of his, what his job was. Yeah. But I think it's really trying to keep those things separate. But I think also, in some respects, it's not really very healthy. Yeah thing to do either yep. but it must be difficult but yeah he used for two weeks before they came home to see yeah. their families they would decompress it's a weird thing yeah it's a weird thing because I guess with back home at Beth <laughs> they finish by the battle see the witches and they're back home it's like whoa it's just insane you know, there's, there's mm. no decompression time and it's um, chatting to these three guys so the guy taking hostage he had the, the longest debrief in history in British history he just was debriefed for a long time after like two wow. and a half years because he might have known things you know and then, and then uh, the guy, um, there's a, uh, a chat to a 25-year-old, um, really cool guy. Do they detain them for debriefing, kind of in a secure... It was a funny thing. Yeah, because he was like, <laughs> yeah, Pete Moore was saying like, um, yeah, he said it felt the same. He's like, it just feels like one hostage. But he was giving what he wants to eat and da 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 But it, just, yeah, so it was pretty similar. Wow. And he was put into a... He said, yeah, whatever you want, Pete, we'll give you whatever you want. He said, well, can I, would you mind being in a bigger room? Because he's in this little small room. Yeah. And, he, and he, was, he was chained, you know, on a six-foot bit of chain for yeah, yeah. Uh, the first year and blindfolded. He said, yeah, maybe a bigger room. I, I, mean, I was interviewing as well in a little small room. I said, so any, any triggers, Pete, for things? He went, yeah, small rooms like small this one. Rooms. Okay, mate, open the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay. so, so, yeah, so he had a decompression time, a long time. The, um, the, other, the 25-year-old I was chatting to who got blown up, he had four weeks in the hospital with his other mates that got blown up as well. So he had decompression time. Mm. The guy in the IRF for 25 years, he had nothing. And he came back. Wow. Nothing. He had, so, so he, there, was, there was no decompression time. 
and he's the guy that's really, like, really suffering. He's yeah. just, he's just, he's just, you know, the guy is just, you know, he's got There was no, for a long time as well of an attitude of just, you just, in the forces, you just get on with it. That's what, they, that's what both the guys from the force of us are the same thing now. It's just like, you, you yeah, you just, yeah, you, 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 part of the training is not, you meant to sort of, you know, separate, uh, sort of, um, mm. certainly with their jobs, they were there to do, they to sort of, um, well, it's only just being recognised now, isn't it? Which is quite, it's so interesting that Shakespeare seemed to have so much insight yeah. into that. When even now, as a you know, yeah. four hundred years on, yeah. we're still only just starting to recognise yeah. that actually this has an impact on, yeah, 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 on yeah, people's yeah. lives and yeah. recognising conditions. Yeah. Yet Shakespeare had insight into. Yeah, I guess we just seen it around. I guess, yeah, because people said like, do you think it's like, do you think? Um, do you think back in the day when there were sort of you know civil wars and there were battles going on that. Because it was commonplace, would you have suffered, you know, PTSD? I'm like, I think you would. I think I just, I, I, from what I just chatting to all the guys, it, I don't think we're built for it. I just no. chatting to, uh, chatting to the RF um, guy. He was um, just saying, uh, he said, you know, if you, he said, Joel, if you run a computer for too long, what happens? I said, well, it, just, it burns out. He said, yeah, I burnt out. Mm-hmm. You can't cope with it. It's just too much stimulus. And I just, and that, that, the whole description of that, you know, the, um, the, the captain's speech at the battle, it doubts it stood. Sounds horrific. Like mm-hmm. Macbeth slicing the guy, just from the, you know, the knaves to the chaps, just like, oh, it just so. And it would, it would have been so. I guess there's probably, I don't know, I assume there's less, maybe less hand to hand combat, I guess, now. It, it, yeah. Back then, it's like, it's there. It's like, you're right there. <laughs> yeah, there. It just must have been just horrific, you know. So, yeah, so, that, that, so, there, there, were, so there, there were, for me, clear parallels from the PTSD mm. um, from guys I've talked to and. Banquo, and, and, and there's, there's not that much about Banquo written in the text. I think. And no. then you sort of, so you take the truth from the guys you talk to, um, sort of these three, you know, the two soldiers and the, the hostage, mm-hmm. and then apply them back to Banquo. You're like, ah, oh, now I get it. I get the whole witch thing. I get the whole sun thing. I get that. It just, it's sort of, you can't sleep. I, I, I get that now. The one, um, the um, Tom Simpson, the, the RAF um, guy, was saying that he went, I think, called skiing for heroes. Mm-hmm. This charity, and they really cool. To take veterans um, out skiing, got um, sort of injured and just sort of like, just get them out. It's a, a, a dr- adrenaline fueled, which is sort of, you know, lots of guys are driven by yeah, adrenaline yeah. And, and, and good camaraderie, get the guys back mm-hmm. together again. And this, uh, this quite sort of posh place, and they, they did a deal, this brilliant lady. Um, and so they're all there. But at night time, the, the, the manager's place um, is chatting to sort of the, the head of these guys and saying, I'm, it's, um, it's noisy. I'm going around the room and all the people's radios are on. Everyone's, what's going on? No one's, no one's sleeping. They can't, they can't sleep. They, can't just leave sleep. The rest. they just leave it on all night, the radio on, just, just mm. the lights on. Because they can't, you know. And some of the guys apparently, even getting from the, their room downstairs for breakfast, that was a massive step, like leaving their room and like sort of being out with people. Yeah. I can't even imagine how, no, how horrific can't. it is. So how did you get from, there's clearly yeah. loads of kind of relation between uh, the verbatim and stuff that you kind of collected yeah. from those people and uh, Banquo's character. Yeah. So then what was the process of getting that to be kind of... Why, why, why and when did you decide this, this should be immersive and why did you decide yeah. we're going to try and do something more immersive with these um, elements? Oh, well, I don't know. Well, the whole sort of... I think... The whole, I think it's funny that, that sort of... That in, the, I don't know, do you know what I mean? The whole immersive thing, I don't really, I don't really sort of choose it. You know, I guess it's like, it's like someone sort of paints, they always paint these oils, or I don't know. We've, like, we've done lots of different things. We've done, like, you know, we've done, uh, so, so the last, so Devil's Six True is one dancer and one technician, mm-hmm. a touring piece of, in like small black boxes. And this one here is like, it's, you know, 
uh, a full orchestra, well, 35 piece orchestra, th- <laughs> 15 dancers, yeah. 60 audience roaming around a, you know, a pavilion. Everything was different. Yeah, and it was a pantomime, but it was had some immersive aspect to it. But no, it's just a, I didn't really choose to do it. it just that's yeah. the way. That's do you think things? Because I'm the same. I, yeah. I kind of. I, it's always for me about because I come from a live art background yeah. so it's never for me about the, the story but it's always about a narrative yeah yeah and for some reason what always ends up happening is <laughs> some level of engagement participation yeah. or interaction and I, I just think for me that's, that's the way I can process yeah, that's it. That's these exactly things it. because yeah. I'm a share yeah that's exactly it yeah. And, and so it's never a case of going, right, we're going to make a piece of immersive work. Yeah, I never, exactly. never start with that. No, no, I start no, no, no. saying, I'm, I'm fascinated with this. Yeah. And then it ends up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it, yeah. is that exactly the same exactly process? Exactly the same. I guess that's your sort of, your process, your, your sort of way of perceiving things. And that's the way you sort of, mm-hmm. yeah, the way you lay it out. Yes, exactly. And, and yeah, I think it's interesting. You have your own sort of, yeah, way of thinking, way of perceiving things. Yeah, that's it, man. I, I can't remember, um, especially because when I talk to people who aren't in theatre, the moment you say you're in the theatre, people just, oh, you're an actor. Yeah, I know, you're <laughs> like, no, I'm not an actor. I'm like, no, and I, was like, I did train. I went to drama school, did all of that. I trained as really? an, an actor. Yeah. But actually, I think it must be over ten years ago, the last time yeah. I learned to script yeah. and stood on a big stage like that and delivered yeah. something. Because it's lost, I know, because I'm interested in liveness, otherwise I'd have gone into a different media, yeah. because what's special about theatre is people in the same room breathing. And yeah, I, I totally agree. For me, I just, I feel disconnected from an audience I totally now. agree. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, like I just, that. you know, it's nice sometimes seeing it, because you're like, oh yes, this is theatre. Yeah, and yeah. actually, you hear, you're like, it's like, oh, theatre. Yeah, and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> what, what lighting is? bars? And then they, there's like a spare black, so it's like, this is theatre. Curtains. It's really, yeah, it's really useful, everything's here, yeah. But yeah, I, t- I totally agree, man. I've, sort of, I've, I've sort of lost the taste of, sort of yeah, I, I like yeah, that is an interesting thing. Like, sort yeah. of being close with them. That's what they are. And it's sharing, isn't it? Yeah, it's you totally. Genuinely give and yeah. There's a, there's a kind of relationship and a dynamic that, yeah. that happens when you're in that moment with someone for real. And I think yeah, that's for, that can be very moving and very powerful. So last in in this one here, we've got the cinema room downstairs, and there's a mm. bit where this girl goes down and she's um and there's a, a all this sort of silent film playing. And she sort of talks to audience about how she used to be in Sun Phil and, and, and the, um, she's getting a bit old now, but she's still got it and everything. And she sits down and she sings to you. And it's, there's something still incredible about six. I can't sing, I've got no, you know, <laughs> sitting there with, this, with an actress sitting there, just singing to me. And, I, and mm. I'm, in, I'm in a cinema, there's no one around, and she's singing a song to me. I'm just, I'm sort of, it's incredible. She's there. I can, I, I can sort of feel the breath on my yes, cheek. It's just, it's, yeah. it's just, I can't help it. My brain goes all screwed. I'm just sitting there, just totally in the moment. I love it. I love it. It means that, and it's what we were talking about a little bit earlier before we started recording, this idea of there comes a duty with that. Yeah. Because there's a safety of sitting in the dark in a velvet seat. Yeah. That you don't get when someone's yeah, sat next to you yeah. breathing on your face. Yeah. And I think because of that, there's a duty either to care or a duty of care. Yeah. And I think in, yeah. uh, certainly in some work that I've been to that I felt abused yeah, when I, I come totally out. Yeah, I agree. Because of that, in, yeah. that level of intimacy. And I think... That's something, and of course, what you were dealing with—the the material that you had as a starting point—was really powerful and really personal because it yeah. belongs to people. So, how did you kind of manage that aspect? Now, that of was that's an interesting thing. This, this, and um, and, I, and I, I st- yeah, I still haven't read reviews. I know we've got read, read, some, read some really nice ones, read some <laughs> shockers, um, and, I, and I will read them. I will read them in about. Well, I'll finish this on Sunday. I give it another week or so, and I'll start to read them in the process. With a glass of um, wine. Yeah, yeah, sit back with a glass of wine, man. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I, but a key thing, um, what I'm sort of filtering through hearing, is it's this disconnect between sort of um, 
the sort of the immersive experience and these guys talking. Mm. And it was, um, I thought really hard about this in, in rehearsal a lot. And I made, a, I made a really clear point of not muddying the two. Even so much as, I think only at one point do you hear the soundscape from the show underneath the guy talking. I really wanted to be separate yeah. because of that. I, it was like, maybe, maybe it's, I maybe, felt that maybe as an audience thing. member. So it, was, was, it was so clear was, to me. Yeah. I was really and worried. I, that's the, 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 um, I was just gonna, the, I didn't want people to think, oh, it's just part of the story. It's part mm. of the... It's just part of the it's, um, we can just, dis, we can just uh, uh, listen to it and disconnect. I really wanted it to be, just, uh, be different, to stand out. I didn't want it to be part of the fabric of the play. So I wanted the audience to understand. And it might be because I, I was listening to this, uh, chatting to these guys... A very, very short amount of time. It was like deeply, like um, uh, personal and just like me. Mm. And then, uh, and then, and I'm listening to it every, and I'm editing it myself and listening to it every. I must listen to this stuff. Well, yeah, uh, tens of hours, maybe a hundred hours. Just and it's, um, yeah, I felt um, it was really important not just to lose it in the fabric of the play. It becomes yeah. just sort of just these voices. And, I, and I, 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 I'm going to probably reconfigure it, um, but I really don't want to lose the fact that this is real people's stories and this guy I mean you know, these microphones are amazing but when you see this guy Tom Stimson MBE he's 40 45 years old and he's um, Jesse I mean for two and a half hours we're talking and he must have cried about five or six times and you just mm. hear him weeping just oh it's just just tragic and, you, and, you, and yeah you've got a duty to, to well I felt like I had a duty to get this across in the piece yeah. and not just to not just sort of just I could, I could easily put some I could easily have sort of cut it up and worked it on fabric of play and have it happening during stuff and put in sort of you know visuals but I, I really wanted to stand, to stand alone to, to sort of stand out there was a yeah there was a sort of a, a key there thing there was a weight and it had a different weight oh, for me as an audience member with the headphones on sat in the dark and it was cold as well so yeah, it was kind yeah. of like a a chill and there was a totally different weight to those verbatim moments and I felt it kind of in my chest yeah as, as opposed to all of the other things that were yeah. kind of happening and that were going on. But, and you got a real sense of that. And I think that was important. And actually, that's one of the things, for me as an audience, experiencing it, that I found really moving. And I yeah. thought... And for me, it had really deep resonance because of my family and yeah. because of my own history. And I just thought, this is so interesting because this has been a part of my kind of... my everyday experience yeah. as someone who grew up in the forces. Yeah, right. And I, I was really, in some ways pleased that someone else who sits outside of that and doesn't oh, understand yeah, that yeah. would get a sense of that yeah. because it was such a big part of my childhood yeah, yeah. so I felt a real connect with the show yeah. kind of in that way yeah yeah I get it yeah and I did feel a different weight there was a different weight in the text yeah, as there yeah. was in those real voices yeah yeah I totally agree I totally agree sharing and I'm obsessed with autobiography and yeah. collection of people's yeah. thoughts and memories so again as an artist they yeah. were the moments for me that yeah. were precious and I, f- I felt they were cared for oh, good. and they held that weight That's in good. the show I've never used we never, we never, I've never done verbatim before like recorded I've never done that. it wasn't really meant to be yeah I've never done it before but it was, I felt a real sense of sort of like it's really important stuff like you know well, you become like, a do cipher. not mess this up Joel this is, it's like <laughs> don't, 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 don't mess stuff around and, and choose stuff carefully that's sort of not you know just yeah mm, it's, it's hard and it's a responsibility yeah it's a responsibility yeah I, I really felt I was, when he came to see it, I was really wise and he, he said, it's, I might choke. He said, um, it's, um, <coughs> the, um, it's, um, I salute you, Joel. It was really nice. I was oh. sort of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he just really, yeah. yeah. And he, was, and he, was, he was, was watching it. And he was writing, I was sitting by him. And he was, because he gets you know, triggers, he was worried about getting a seizure in the show. So yeah. I was sort of waiting to walk him out. And he, and he got to the end, he didn't have a seizure. But just, yeah. Yeah. And I, f- I make work that uses 
people's people's thoughts, people's feelings, yeah. and people who give. Yeah. So I always feel a huge responsibility. I feel yeah, a privilege right. as someone who has been given the right and the op- the opportunity to care for these things, mm-hmm. and also then not to temper them too much with me. Yeah, right. And I felt you you managed that really well, and I'm it, always yeah. so keen of that when I'm making my yeah. own work. Is how do I become kind of a creative vessel yeah, right. or a it. cipher for these things yeah. to deliver them to other people yeah. but not to I get it yeah not to lay too much on them myself yeah. and yeah. I felt you managed that very oh, well oh that's good yes yes because it's a hard thing to do yeah so in terms of yeah. you, you were saying you know it's, it's literally a, effectively a two, two man show yeah two man show <laughs> Yeah. Some of the difficulties, and I have this exactly myself yeah, as yeah, well yeah, as practitioners. Yeah. Yeah. How do you tour work that doesn't require all of these beautiful, yeah, amazing spaces? Yeah. Sometimes actually that's harder. Really? Have hard. you found that challenging finding Dude. the appropriate places yeah, yeah, yeah. to hold this kind of work? You speak to most venues. Have you got a blackout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Total blackout, mate. You yeah, sure? Right. It's got to be total blackout. Yeah, yeah. You tell like, be like. No. I can read, man. I can, like, this, this is not a blackout. It's just, yeah, it's lots of that. Um, uh-huh. And also the size. I mean, it, it, we wanted, I think, like, I think our maximum was 80 because of my headphones. So the same size. It was dinky. There was like two, oh, was it? two little rows. Oh, was we were, it? We were on the stage Wait, at the, the New Fed World, but backstage. Wow. And it wasn't dark enough. Oh, no. Sorry, NTR. Oh, no. I love you to bits, but it wasn't <laughs> dark enough. I, I just closed my eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's tough, man. Yeah, so that was a real, real difficult thing. Um, but yeah, but the, the touring thing was, I mean, it's, it's hard, it's hard, on a very mm. low budget. Like, <laughs> with, uh, with, we had six lights, um, <clears throat> which were all, and also because the, 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 the time, the turn of time is so quick, mm. they're all uh, lights with clamps. So you just clamp them on, boom, 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 boom. The set was built by the actors, put up, you know, it's, yeah, it's all quick, up. projector up, so it's all real quick. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's an idea that there's, there's, there's not a lot of touring theatre in the UK, which is actually not true. It's all set up for this. It's set up for people to sit in velvet seats watching a stage. Watch, so if you do anything... Yeah, watch Blues Brothers or... Um, or, yeah, or yeah, 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 it's like these massive touring shows. Yeah, outside of that. I mean, my work is yeah. durational, which is my... Brilliant. Oh, that's, I, I, that's my, I would love to do durational, please. It's so hard. Because everyone's like, eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> not including Get In and Get Out. And you're like, uh, yeah, or 12 would be ideal. Oh, and right. venues are just like... No. <laughs> so cool. I'm just like, I'd love to see so stuff. It's so it's really challenging. Yeah. And I find that this kind of, your kind of immersive work is slightly easier to move around. Yeah, right. But the difficulty can be, you know, yeah. for some of these things that are, that are very site-based yeah. as well is, I think it, it becomes difficult on small budgets. Yeah, too right. Man. <laughs> these it's things insane. Around. Yeah. And also, actually, yeah, as well as headphones. Wow. I've just times. about to buy some for my department. Cool. They're so great. Excited. They're really good. They're really, really good. When they work. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they work really well, apart from a few places. Like, if, you, if um, we do a few outdoor festivals, and um, there's is, the classic, oh. like, an FM radio. This is Nigel from FM, whatever it is. And, like, <laughs> on the headphones, it's sort of dark. And then suddenly, Nigel comes in your headphones. Nigel, oh. what are you doing, man? Stop broadcasting. They're, they're, they're good. Um, Mobiles interfere with them quite heavily yeah, as well right. if you're not careful. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're just about to buy 50 in for our department. Yeah, I think they're beauty. So. And you can also, what we do as well, we do, you can have a nice sort of plastic box, get a transmitter, car battery, wacky in. So you can just walk, man. So you can go walk through forests at night, yeah, yeah. anywhere you want. It's awesome. And you can be queuing on your iPad, you can be queuing the right queues. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. So I'm Love just it. really excited about oh, getting man. them to work with brilliant. for my students. Yeah. Brilliant. Like, Come on. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> um, so I've asked you that for sure. So you you said that, you know you've done a lot of site sympathetic work yeah. in the past. Um, and looking back over your back catalogue, 
kind of participation. I don't like that word. I find yeah, yeah, right. because that word seems to frighten people yeah, as I agree, well. Yeah, it yeah. frightens the everyday <laughs> public because they think of the 1960s when <laughs> terrible things were done <laughs> to audiences in the name of art. So I, try, I usually say participative because yeah, it right, sounds yeah. slightly more friendly yeah, and yeah. slightly less panto-y. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you think you've shifted? your approach to things for this particular piece of work for The Devil Speaks True and do you think what you've learned from doing this show is going to really impact what you do moving forward I mean of course our work yeah, yeah, every work yeah. you do impacts it but um, anything really specific yeah because I think we've, we've been using this thing like we said, an, an active audience mm. and, and normally that means in I think probably every other show um, audience you know, whether it be to watch they've got to move books out of the way or get in somewhere or move something or they've got to do something to you know, they've got to actively yeah. engage with it and, yeah. um, but this show was different in that you did the first time you, just, you, just, you were just there and mm. that reason was really because you've got 80 audience and you've got one actor who had a story how the hell do you how do you, how do you control 80 audience in the space trying to get a whole story across with projections they're moving around and also think you've got schools coming to watch it I've got school kids wearing headphones in a dark space walking around. I can't have that. They've got, they got, they got me in chairs. Got to be so, yeah. it, was, it was the first time we sort of had that. And we, been, we, we did a rural touring thing a few years ago. This is our first sort of touring thing. Um, just, sort of just trying it out. So this is our first um, time that I guess... It, yeah, the audience weren't active and they weren't, they weren't doing things. They were, they were just receiving. That's the first time we've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's something about sort of. I mean, you're active in the fact that we listen to it, but yeah, you have to kind of construct yeah. the significance of it in terms yeah. of for you. But that's a very kind of post-traumatic. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. A- a- active audience, isn't yeah. it? It's kind of that Roland Barthes cerebral. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm constructing the meaning yeah. of the work and yeah. how it's personal to me. But I guess we do that with everything. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, some of the most evocative moments as well are when the text. And the verbatim came actually with the smell. I didn't get because I was sat in the second row, so I actually didn't yeah. get to feel the air blast. I was like, yeah. "Ow!" I know it was a few <laughs> things. And the, again, but the smells, a... the smells, I found really evocative. And I think smell is probably one of those things that's most powerful for triggering. Yeah, we haven't used smell before. Kind of memories. Interesting thing. Have you smelled? Have you, have you... No, no, I haven't. It's. I mean, I may, I may have got smells in my work because I work a lot with um, domesticity and food, ah. so the foods are automatically kind of. See, I didn't think at BAC. I think you'd been there. You'd been watching things. There's I a, must there's have. a must be about 2001, and, and this Maybe. one group does the thing where they just put you in a room and just cut up like loads of onions, like no, a I shit wasn't ton of going onions. To that one. And it was like, Whoa! I went to one. Um, <laughs> I was crying. It's a weird genius. I was blindfolded, and <laughs> they were peeling oranges. Wow. <laughs> and I was walking on something, and the whole way through the show, I just kept thinking, "What am I walking on?" Because you're barefoot, <laughs> oh. and I could not place it. And then at the end, I realised. It was soil. And I was like, how did I not yeah. know what soil feels yeah. like on bare feet? And that yeah, really made me think about... with the oranges, it's, 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 it's weird. My connection to the earth. Yeah. I was like, how did I yeah, not yeah, know weird. the sensation of mm, mm. soil on bare feet? Yeah, weird. Because I should. Sand, I would have known straight away. Because I'm, yeah. I'm a seaside person. Yeah. So I, I, I just have to always be by the sea. So yeah. sand, I would have known. You see the drowned like, man. You see the, the, yeah, that whole sand. was like, it was weird being inside in sand. Like, sort of I know. Thick sand. I know. And the, the forest. The forest. Yeah, the forest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the forest. I always, I get. It's in the smell. It's, like, it's lovely. That's the thing. I'm always impressed by outside indoors. <laughs> yeah. It's um, ch- But the it's, smells, I thought, in your piece of work were wow. really. It's really successful. Oh, it's sort of doable. There's a, a company. The company's cool. I was going to ask you actually how oh, how I did you create the smells? Were they literally air fresheners or did you did you, you can't use air fresheners? Well, 
paying not to use air fresheners because we react to them really badly. Yes. There's some, there's, I forgot the name of the company, but if you type in, you know, theatre smells, there's, there's that one really good company. It's, like, it's about 11 quid for like a, so yeah, a, a can of smell. And they have like wow. loads. They have some, uh, they have like, yeah, some like vomit and stuff, which I think just. Because uh, oh. our rose smell was a bit more like Iran, you know what I mean? It's like some auntie, yeah, sort of, and, uh, and, and the, the forest is pretty good. Almost almonds. And the only reason about almonds is um, that's what the, um, the girl from the RF said that almonds smells of um, uh, artillery and, and sort of mortifier. Yes, actually, that's interesting because the almond one I thought really reminded me of my dad's kit whenever he used to come oh, really? home. Because I used to go on camps and stuff when I was really? a kid, and my dad used to, we used to borrow our dad's kit, wow. basically. Coolest, like, know, coolest kit like, ever. Check this out. <laughs> and we were all RAF kids on the camps, so everyone would Start have their dad's it. cool kit. Yeah. But it always smelled like that. How funny. It had that kind of... Yeah. It's not musty, but it's almondy. And so funny. that was, for me, I was like, oh my God, it smells just like my... Reminds <sighs> me of being a child and sleeping in my dad's, like, yeah. massive, like, feathery... Because um, people were saying, what's that almond smell? People didn't get it. And I was like, again, it's a, yeah. But he mentioned it. I was like, well, I'll try it out and see. Yeah. But, yeah, you, but you can buy these things to aerosol cans, like, I think, 11, 12 quid. But they sort of, yeah, they, they, do, they do a few shows. But then, then if, you've got, if, you, if you've got more money, you can buy these cool capsule things. They're like, like three grand. You just whack this caption and fill the whole room. And you can just, you know, just, yeah. Oh, my. That's pretty cool. I think that smells, is super I think cool. smells are a thing that are worth, like, yeah, with. I've got I mean, friends I mean, who are psychologists and they said that in a lot of rehabilitation work um, smells are really important because smells can be enormous triggers yeah, I bet. for trauma Yeah. Um, and so yeah, smell is, is actually one of the strongest senses for rec- recalling yeah, and bet. for remembering yeah. things, so if you want someone to remember something, yeah, give yeah. them that Give them that smell. That's why we get so fond of certain foods, I yeah, think, because right. they have those yeah, yeah, yeah. connections yeah, things. To, to things we're fond yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, um, that guy, uh, Peter Moore, the guy that's hostage for a few years, so he's come back, and he's, what he's doing now, which is cool, he's working with the, um, uh, the, uh, the headsets, um, sort of the VR headsets, the Oculus Rift, and he's been doing a thing where, um, <clears> yeah, studying if, yeah, if you've got arachnophobia, then <laughs> you put this thing on, he'll flood up the room with spiders, and, it, it, and it's, uh, oh. <laughs> it's pretty, really interesting. I'm terrified of spiders. Are you? The thing is, I've, I've, I've held tarantulas and Are everything, you? yeah. Because I'll do that when there's a professional there. Yeah. And I'll just be yeah. like, okie dokie, that's fine. And I'm still not cured. And I've, I've held quite a few tarantulas. And Actually, there was one last night. I was at my back door oh, having no. a cheeky cigarette. Yeah. And um, I, I was like, what's that? I looked down and there was like a huge oh slide on the door. I was like, oh, no. So I was like kind of leaning out going, this is not cool. <laughs> But yes, I've, I've tried holding them and it, it hasn't cured me. There's <laughs> this thing about um, PTSD. The lady in America, a professor, and she's um, got uh, uses this Oculus Rift as well. And what she does is it's, it's called a, you know, immersion therapy. Yeah. And she's the thing where you uh, soldier comes in, scrubs what happened to them in detail, and then she'll construct it. So normally it's, it's sort of you know, IDs under these Humvees. And this guy's sitting there wearing this Oculus Rift, and she's by computer, and he, and he has to talk about he's saying something in, in the Humvee, I'm in, in the passenger seat. So she'll, and he'll flip the passenger seat, and then uh, you know, the radio's playing. So she'll turn the radio on, so she wants to hear it as well. And just, just, and you know, we got hit at. Um, I looked out the window, so he, the guy can look around where he, where he is. It's a, wow. and he's getting the smells coming in, and then you've got the, the IED hit in the front left of the vehicle. So she can, she can place where it hits. It goes off. Um, it fills the smoke, fills the, and he experiences the whole thing. So he, and, and just lives it, then takes it off, and, he, and then comes back again and again and again and again. So it just, and just, it just repeats wow. it. And she reckons this sorts it out. Well, she helps. This sort of That's interesting because Sophie Cal, um, 
I don't know if you know Forced Entertainment's piece of works. I know Forced Entertainment, brilliant. I love uh, Exquisite Pain. Pain, no, I don't know. Um, they did a show based on a text by Sophie Cowell yeah. about her breakup, and she has this theory that if something is painful, we tell, and t- tell it and tell it and tell it until we wear the pain out, and yeah, that's right, why okay. it doesn't hurt anymore, is by this repetition of telling yeah. and telling and telling. Yeah, so it's yeah. a lot like that. Yeah, yeah, And I think I've, and I don't want to be sexist at all, because yeah, yeah. I'm a feminist, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think women are very good at wearing pain out through yeah, okay. t- talking. Yeah. And maybe men, yeah. not so yeah. much at that. So maybe that idea of repetition, 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 yeah. until, you, until it doesn't kind that's, of hurt yeah. anymore. That's what Tom Stimson says, you know, um, the RAF guy, the same thing, he just, he's giving talks about it. Mm. Yeah, he says, just, he, he, he says he'll give a talk, he, he talked to me for two hours and said, said so tonight I won't sleep, he said, I'll, I'll have a bad night tonight, for, probably a few nights after this, because I've talked about it. Yeah. And he just, yeah, that, that's, but talk about it helps, he said, he said, yeah. he doesn't got to talk about it, that's why he wants to do, do the play, because he wants people to talk about it. I wonder when, when yeah. that wearing out starts God. to... Help. Well, he's said he's already already getting better. Yeah. Yeah, yet um, yeah, it's, it's, it's about him describing something like a block of ice, and he came back. Said, block of ice. Didn't care about kids. The wife didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to wake up in the morning. So, <laughs> but now he's now you know, now he's, so he still has that. But he sort of has these moments where his, everything becomes clear, and he sort of yeah. So he says he's getting better. He's getting better by mm-hmm. talking through it. Yeah. Oof. It's really really interesting. Yeah. So one of the other things I was going to ask you about is um. We've talked about this quite a bit, but immersion has kind of picked up this huge momentum yeah. as a term, as a form. Everybody yeah, seems to be yeah. doing across all disciplines as well, yeah. not just theatre, yeah, 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 in, in kind of everything. food, yeah. in gaming, yeah. uh, even in therapy. Yeah. Why do you think in the theatre there is this massive appetite? And obviously, this is entirely subjective, your opinion. I have some ideas about potentially why I yeah. think it is, but in an age where everything is so digital and so readily available why do you think there is this mad appetite for mm. immersive performance and immersive theatre yeah, you can do it you can do it easily you can do it badly really easily yeah. I think, like <laughs> yes. some proper bad stuff you know yes. you can do that and it becomes like then you can latch on to something else doing yeah badly I think it's a weird thing. There's a, there's a one that there's a thing in, in, in London now which I've not seen I bet you've seen it I think um, VR headsets you got to walk along some long tunnel. No, it's I the haven't. new sort of bar, um, and, oh, and, and it's a zombie thing. And oh, you got I've to, been and you to quite got a few to, zombies. And you got to walk, yeah, and you got to walk along some long tunnel. When this VR thing, as you walk along, when this sort of headset, things jump out. Yeah, you sort of, yeah. So it's, it's like a combination. Oh, yeah, so yeah, it's so full that's really, and digital, really yeah, gaming. Sort of yeah, 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 that's really um, interesting. No, man, what is it? Because things like um, when I first started looking into this in 2006, when I started my PhD. Yeah. Uh, I struggled to find work like this because I was like, I'm sure. Because for me, it was about... Yeah, I've, it was letters, isn't it? I've mentioned this loads on yeah. all of my podcasts, but yeah. Quizula was a turning point for me. Uh, I don't know if you know, Quizula's four cents work where they, uh, there's two of them and they're just asking each other questions for hours and hours and hours and hours and yeah, hours. I mean, and you read about this. The audience don't play. And that for me was frustrating. Yeah. There are, and I what, thought, one last question, one response. Just, yeah, so just, they've got a sheet, they've got thousands text. and thousands of questions and um, they just... They take it in turns. The answering honestly, or yeah. Oh, really? And so you get to watch this as an audience. You can come and go. It's durational. Um, wow. They repeat it loads of times. And are the question structure that is a narrative or dialogue. No, I think they could. They literally have um, wow. thousands and thousands, so they can ask each other. But they take it in turns. So, like one person will be questioning oh, the see. other performer, and when the performer wants to stop, it's just a stop, and then they swap oh, roles, wow. and then every four hours, two they go off and two new every performers four come hours. on. Every four hours was amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So I watched, yeah, I've yeah. seen this show loads of times. I watched it for 24 hours straight. <laughs> I think I watched it, the longest I've watched it for is five hours. Whoa! That's amazing, man. <laughs> but I wanted to play too, and I found yeah. that beyond frustrating. And yeah. as a maker and as a yeah, scholar, right. I thought, there has got to be work that is letting people play too. Yeah. And then I started to find little bits yeah, and bobs, yeah, and then yeah. it just... While I was Suddenly. while I was writing yeah, was <laughs> in my attic doing my PhD, which is you basically look down for four years, <laughs> and then I looked up and went, yeah. "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just exploded yeah. around me." And um, so, yeah, and I could always get tickets, but now, like you meet Bum Bum Train, I logged on at the time the tickets were it. launched. I've, no, I haven't either because to. it came yeah. up and said you're eighty thousandth in the queue, and I was just like, "You what? Eighty thousandth." <laughs> I was like, right, shan't be getting tickets for this. And I contacted them directly. I've, I've done all kinds of stuff oh to try gosh. and get tickets. Um, and I haven't been able to. And I'm like, this is nuts. Yeah, and nuts. other shows as well, like yeah. um, well, loads of different practitioners. Yeah. I literally have to keep my eye on it so tightly because yeah, within crazy. five minutes of yeah. going on sale, they're gone. Every it's single not, it's ticket. It's a combination of not many really, expensive to do, not many really seats. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? And some of them are crazy expensive. So you're yeah. like, who are all these people that can just yeah. pay eighty pounds well, now? Yeah, this is a bit sort of yeah. It's weird. And then that's the problem. Like the six mm. was was great to watch, but yeah, who's buying those tickets? It's yeah, like corporate who's deals, yeah, corporate groups. Yeah, you comes. find Johnny Depp got a ticket. To oh go. right, okay. well, and you're like, did he sit on? Yeah, man, him and his dog in Australia. Yeah, he did it, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Someone else, he just got those tickets. <laughs> but there's this crazy appetite. And yeah, do you? I was wondering if youth wondered why. I mean, why? Why did, is everyone so desperate to have an experience? And they're willing to pay good money for it as well. Because well, it's just, I wonder. I don't know. What was, what was before then? So, what was the experience before? I don't know. I don't know. Or is it because everything but, 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 but Japan's is. Been, so... Japan's been. There's sort of horror mazes and things that have been going for years, right? <laughs> yeah. Have you done those? Have you done no, no, no. I haven't been to Japan. Christ. I'd like to go to Japan. Um, <laughs> no, why, why is that? Is it going to be. But also. I mean, I'm hoping to try and understand it. I'm going to start yeah. hopefully documenting some audience experiences and working yeah. with a psychologist to try and understand. When Lynn Gardner wrote something about one of Punchwick's recent ones, he was saying something like, oh, there's still life in them. No, there's, there's still life in immersive mm. theatre. So funny, they sort of, I mean, she's getting tired of it. Oh, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe she, the yeah. critics, they get to decide what is, is and in cool, but this has taken, it's like a juggernaut. Well, it's this is the thing. <laughs> someone, like, was it, someone, like, someone like Billington, someone was like, with um, with um, uh, Mars he said, about, I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. People running around. I, no, I didn't get it. So, but the thing is, I've read for this show. Actually, what I say doesn't matter. This, the, the critics won't affect the sales of this thing. It's well, a juggernaut. Yeah, it's a that's juggernaut. A really, Same as Secret Cinema. Like, it's just like, become yeah. a huge <laughs> juggernaut, and people yeah. have just said, actually, especially yeah. now, I think even with the BBC, when it was with, um, with yeah, yeah. Street, where he was crying, I couldn't. Um, critics. Uh, Chris Bin, I forget the guy's name. Um, I can't remember. The, the guy, yeah. But still, it's blitzed it. I think critics are going to become, sorry, critics, irrelevant because... so many now. You can Google everything. But you you get tweets, responses immediately. Exactly. There's thousands of people, yeah. Everyone's, audiences are taking responsibility for that. And I think I would be much more likely, and I'm terrible, I purposefully don't read reviews, don't read what the critics say because I want to go and... Yeah. And if I want to go and see something, I'll go and see something, whether I think the critics think it's I think there's a lot good of or not. People seem to seek things out now. Like we, did this, yeah. we did this seed, this treasure hunt thing, when we all in the south in these gardens. In the mid, at least in the middle of nowhere, people just turn up. And people mm. just like, watch each one. And it, was, yeah, it was like half an hour after the nearest train station. Yeah, people are sort of seeking yeah. out. It's people pretty will, cool. will travel, yeah. will go to things, will seek out if yeah. they've got an experience. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a funny thing. That we have like, and, but the problem is, we have things like 
Sikh cinema, which is just these huge, expensive. Mm. Yeah. I think when you use the immersive, people expect, like, right. This isn't like secret cinema. It's like, yeah, because you paid 20 quid, mate, not 80. And like, it's not, not a four million pound budget. This is a, a 30 grand budget. And yeah. it's a bit hard as well, for, I think, for some practitioners at the moment because Punch Drunk have, have been kind of held up as yeah. the kind of the benchmark for immersion. Yeah. And for me as a critic, that, uh, well, as a scholar rather yeah. than a critic, that's frustrating because I think that is one kind of yeah. well, immersive like, theatre. Like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But there's so many other things yeah. that are happening yeah. that aren't necessarily better or worse, they're, but yeah. they're different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're doing yeah. different things. Like you yeah. said, they yeah. have a crazy huge budget. Yeah. Other shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a funny <laughs> I'm thing. I'm not working on I, that. It's a, it's a funny thing. I've had, I'm sure people, they, they get a bit of a sort of tongue lashing sometimes punch drunk. Actually, but mm, I, I, yeah, they do. I don't know, and like partly because it's my link to it. Like, yeah, like some of it is the most beautiful stuff. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, I've seen things. So. Even, I mean, even if just the sets, I find yeah, their sets yeah. are just. I just actually, and also what well, beautiful. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, Higgin and Figs, but they're they're a nice bunch. They're sort of nice. They're nice people. Uh-huh. I really like that. Well, that's nice, and I'm actually yeah. after I've like been doing nice all these podcasts, and I'm kind of uh, meeting people all the time, and. Yeah. And as a scholar as well, I meet sometimes meet really high, like heavyweight academics, yeah, and I, yeah. I just have these, these expectations that they won't be nice, yeah. and then everyone is always just lovely. Yeah, you're like, oh my I'm like God. they're just normal people yeah. too. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, the bad ones. Oh, Occasionally. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. have you? I know you said you didn't read the reviews yeah, of yeah. the work so far, and I don't blame you as well. Just got them saved up. For yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. in a really good mood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you had much uh, inkling of audience response yet? Have you had any kind of feedback well, um, from audiences? Yeah, I just, well, yeah. Remember, you don't know if you just hear the nice things. So I mean, I've had really lovely things, mm-hmm. lots of lovely things. But I'm not sure if, would, if someone hated it, I'm not sure if they'd tweet, I goddamn hated this. <laughs> but I sort of, people said really nice things. But also, partly was the, that really weird thing with it again. Is that normally with, like with this, it's a huge like, this display. There's an orchestra finish. I was going to say this is dead this is, body. Like it's just massive. This like, is epic on an epic it's, scale. It's epic. But that one deliberately, like at the end, again, is that, that weird thing at the end where you sort of get that. You get sort of the other bankrow. Bankrow dies. Spoiler. Bankrow dies. Yeah. Oops. Then after that, you just you lose all the atmosphere and you just get this guy's voice talking for a good two minutes about. How we've got to progress, and there's hope in the future, and, it, mm. and the atmosphere can just—it just, you know, its like it's, it completely cuts off. You lose all sense of theatrical. You're like it's like a double ending, and, it, and you sort of feel like, and, and that's come up. You're like, what the hell? They're putting out to clap, or just really awkward. And it was—and it was again that was sort of on purpose. So yeah, I wanted people to understand. Not you know, I could easily you know, sort of roll it all in glitter, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to because just it wants to keep it sort of. Um, Sort of true. So, so the audience often just sort of lights come up and they just sort of look a bit dumbstruck and just and walk out, <laughs> hand the headphones back and just sort of leave, not saying anything. And, I sort of, and I, initially I was worried. I thought, no, actually, this, this, this that, that's, that's what fine. I've tried to go for. Um, had a few people. Had one guy in, in uh, vaults who just um, sort of ran out. I chased after him. Said, "You okay? You okay?" I said, "Yes, yes. I'm having a, I'm having a, I'm having a, I'm having a." I said, "You having a, you having an attack? You having a sort of anxiety attack?" Yes, yes. It happened before. No, no. So we come sit down. Need some water, and there were signs everywhere, sort of saying, "Yeah, trigger warning stuff." And the guy being attacked about three weeks ago, quite sort of. He's quite an older guy, maybe sort of sixty old. He'd been attacked about weeks ago, and it just hit him. And it just, I think, I think that was a smell. I think something. Yeah, but it you know, there's a and another guy in yeah somewhere else not just sort of like just rang out and just <laughs> sort of felt yeah there's, there's, there's a few sort of odd reactions so there was, there was either sort of no reaction um, some people were like sort of some people were just gushing you never know if that's like you know um, 
Do you I listen? Don't... That's what I do when I, if I've, I haven't directed for a long time, but kind of hang around. I hate it. I, I hate it. That's my worst thing. Like, like oh I'll, I'll do anything to get out of the way of like sort of. So here, at the end of the show, I'll make a point of going to clean away the drum kits, get all the sort of all the jazz stuff out. Yeah. So I haven't got to anybody or like. Because yeah. it's so awkward when you meet someone like um. You can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was really interesting work. Really uh, you must have worked so hard, which means it was terrible. You never <laughs> like, well, you might actually mean that. You never know. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I'm the same. I'm yeah. second guessing. And I am resistant to uh, curtain calls. But I work in live arts. <laughs> when basically, at the end of our shows, we tend to just, well, shows, pieces yeah. of work. Yeah. We tend to just stop and leave. Yeah. And we don't come back. That's it. <laughs> for a clap. So there's, there's, there's and the, people the, are like, yeah. Why the, didn't you come for yeah. like, a bow? And it's like, because it's not a kind of show. It's, not, thing. it's like you worked with us to make it happen. Yeah. So if you're going to applaud anyone, applaud yourself. Yeah, as yeah, much yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as us. It's that, cl- that closure thing is really weird. So, and what we yeah. have like closure this morning. People clap as like a real sort of like yeah. encore. And, the students like, kind of want that as well. Yeah. Because when I work, uh, the work I do with my students tends to be more like the kind of work I do. So it's really That's resistant cool, to those things. And they're like, so it's cool. weird not getting a clap. Yeah. Which we've the last three years doing this discourse. <laughs> With no clap. And this like this year. It's different. It needs a clap. This yeah. definitely. Yeah, like this definitely this, yeah. needs applause. Um, and sometimes I, people offer it regardless. But like yeah. you said, they, they didn't clap. I can't remember now. If they clapped at the end or not, I, I don't think I did. But if, sometimes, sometimes they have. Sometimes we got whoops as well. Like, whoop, whoop. That's, a, that's, a, that's you know. odd. Yeah, weird. That's in vaults. The vaults are very weird. Vaults festival is great, but it's a definite. It's a I find clapping. Um, yeah. At, <laughs> I don't know a lot about musical theatre, so Do when... <laughs> and people clap after each song and stuff, and I yeah, find that weird. weird. Yeah. Like, I, don't know about, I, don't, I don't know about musical theatre. And in dance, yeah. people... Yeah. Like, at the ballet, I've only been to the ballet a couple of times, yeah. but people kind of clap at really odd moments. I'm like, yeah. how do you know yeah, yeah, to clap then for yeah, a start? Yeah, it's like, yeah, lots of that kind of, like, sort <laughs> Can of... Can you imagine if we did that in live art? It would yeah, be so I, weird. That's, that's like sort of the, the deadly theatre. <laughs> I, 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 that's what I'm about, about sort of... The, yeah, you know, when you're someone singing to you that close, it's beautiful. But someone on stage, and I hate all that sort of. It's just like, <laughs> sort of you clap this bit, and <laughs> you laugh at the, the Shakespeare as well. Like, sort of the Shakespeare, you have these in jokes. Not in jokes, but jokes that, 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 that you know, yeah. that's so minor and just. I hardly uh, ever laugh. I'm always yeah. sort of thinking. I, I know. Don't understand why everyone else is laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. not funny. <laughs> the other side where you just, just, like, just, 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 just slap their bums for no reason or some Shakespeare just to tell these <laughs> cheap gags like, oh, God, I'm above this. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, the last thing I wanted to kind yeah. of talk to you about is one of the things that I am anxious about, yeah. and it's an odd thing to be anxious yeah. about, is actually the, it's become such a huge explosion, mm-hmm. immersion mm-hmm. and participation and all of yeah. that. It's really hard to document yeah. this kind of work. Yeah. And what scares me is that's fine for now. And actually, I like the fact that it's resistant to documentation yeah. in the moment. But in 20, 30 years' time, yeah. are we going to have a generation of work that's gone, that's yeah, disappeared yeah. and not yeah. remembered? Yeah. Have you thought... I mean, lots of practitioners that I've spoken to haven't thought <laughs> about documentation of their work yeah. at all, but there's so much pressure now with uh, funding applications yeah. with having documentation or evidence and also yeah. for your own heritage and yeah. legacy and all of these so have yeah. you thought much about well we always take photos and videos and we, and we make sort of short trailers like a two minute long trailer just yeah. summarise everything it's quite a good way of showing people what you've done mm. um, but with, this, with the banco thing we're, we're um, actually chatting to Peter Moore the, the guy with the VR and there is something you can just, just, just do it you can just you've got your uh, you can buy cameras now sort of the sort of the 
eight sort of GoPros, whacking on poles, got 360 vision. So you could you could you could you could do the back. You could sit there. You could whack the thing up there, and you could run your you could run the show. But you could something more immersive, immersive, something more sort of surround. You could just run it. Then you could you could store it. You could watch it. You could watch the hour show. You could put you know put your Google your your on. You could watch it, experience it, and headphones on. There was something in that. So I guess you could do it that way. The moment we just yeah we just take photos and video and just compress down to a trailer. That that seems to be kind of the common approach, even with huge companies like Punch Drunk. You can't buy DVDs of the work. Yeah. Which in terms of educational is challenging for us because I'm like. I can show students photos and obviously yeah. get the books and things, but yeah. it's not the same as. Well, six cinema, you can't take a phone anymore. They, they no, no, your, they. Uh-huh. I didn't take my. I didn't even take my phone because yeah. I couldn't. God damn it! They had to put it in a plastic bag and yeah. everything as well. So, so there was actually. Did you? We had hands in. Yeah, we had one. It's like hand over. Oh, these got put in a bag and wrapped, and you had to put them. I couldn't even take it into the building. Oh, they let you keep them, which I thought was odd. But yeah, so docu- I'm I'm anxious about it, and I'm worried that there's yeah. going to be a whole it generation of work. It's expensive, isn't it? Yeah, but the reality well, is, you find is the money every, every every sort of every hundred pounds it goes a long way. So. And also, if you're like me, you're a small well, you are you're a small yeah. company, so you've got to do it. You're doing it, yeah. and while doing it, it's really so hard. I move for you to remember. Oh shit! And I'm yeah. always doing that. I'm like, I should have took pictures of that, yeah. or I should have recorded this, yeah. or I should I should have. Yeah. And by the time you should have. Yeah, it's too late. Well, last night we filmed this last night, and uh, and uh, the MD's son George is eighteen. He was here. He's like spoiled as brass. He's filming like that. And I was like, I was there. Going, You're in the way. You're in the way. And actually, yeah, for the five people that missed it, I'm like, oh, but actually, he's filmed that, and it'll, it'll be there. For, uh, yeah, exactly. But it's like, so difficult, yeah. isn't it? Because you're like, sure it's because we're theatre makers, not filmmakers. Maybe it's something like sort of like just like yeah, because for us, it's like it's about the live yeah, moment. Maybe it's that. And, but then once the live moment's gone, you're like, oh, I wish I'd. Yeah, you're always like, oh, I wish I had that, or I wish I had because <laughs> a photo is never. Yeah, it's good in terms of like for documenting your yeah. own practice, but in terms of. Yeah. Capturing what yeah. it was really like to be an audience. I member. think video is much better. Actually. I think cause you, you can you can doctor a photo to begin. Yeah, like, but in a way, you have to come. And what I've started doing is almost having time set aside to stage things yeah. to document it. Yeah, we we t- we'll take stage photos and stuff and do that. And we'll yeah, because then you can light it right. Because of course, yeah. the thing oh, is always dark. Yeah, yeah, and you can't get get good poke good photos off. It's really hard when you do that because like with our actors, like really, you want to do it before you open because um. Because, yeah, just, but then, then you're like. Use every second you've got, and then if it's what you open, it's a knackered, and you can't. You're not getting paid enough to do it during the and day. And then it's never the same. No, it's never well, the same. And, like and, the and then it was a bit stage. like, and you've got the light, it's like you want different lights. Do it yourself. I should. Ours always really nice. But I've had that before, <laughs> once before. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a media light. I'm, I like theatre. Oh, and yeah, it's really difficult, isn't yeah. it? So I think that it's the next sort of big question this industry kind of needs to ask itself: is how are we going mm. to ensure? kind of our legacy because if I think back to the 1960s and all the kind of the really innovative stuff that was remembered mm. and there's lots of isn't are ones where photos were taken mm. ones yeah, you make a history yeah, that were yeah, captured yeah, and they yeah, make yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 they retain their place in history yeah. the rest of it yeah gone yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah. even just the happenings if uh, Kapow hadn't written his, a book there would there would be nothing left of those things, and in one, some respects, I love it because it's resistant and yeah. it's resistant to modification yeah. in all of those really yeah. wonderful ways. Yeah. But the very thing that makes it wonderful is potentially the thing that will yeah. lose it. Well, interesting, because <laughs> Felix, because he, well, I think when he went to university, so this is ninety-seven. We got university, so ninety-six. He was he'd seen a bit of theatre at King's Cross, in mm. the yeah, you know, yeah, there's sort of the new big hotel. Yeah, new, yeah, it's yeah. Like ten years old now. <laughs> But that's been built. A really famous director. I've forgotten her name. Mm. I'll think of it in a minute. 
Um, Tracy's a piece in the hotel that, and flooded full of water and you, you walked to the hotel and saw various things. Oh, I was um, at college then, so yeah. I wouldn't have gone to um, things. But he saw that. And then that was the... And through, and was it Katie Mitchell? No, it was. I love oh. Katie Mitchell. Yeah, it, it, was sort of, it seemed to be a pre-Katie Mitchell. Must have been before her, yeah, pre-Katie Mitchell. Yeah, so for three years at university, he basically... He was always talking about this thing he saw. And then at the end of the third year, for the directing thing, he did it. And yeah. punch drunk. So what he's doing now is, is, is that. Is so, that, yeah. So I guess although that thing wasn't... Well, pretty wasn't filmed at King's Cross. It's been reinterpreted. Yeah, could, yeah, and now Felix taken it like, to the, up there somewhere. And I think you'll find so maybe, that. maybe, yeah. He had Literally sort of everyone and, I've spoken to has some relationship yeah. to the vaults or to BAC yeah. which is so interesting yeah, so yeah. basically anyone who's working well, scratch, in immersion scratch things up yeah BAC either came really, out of yeah. a vaults, couple yeah. of institutions yeah. like academic institutions yeah. there are literally maybe three that really? everyone keeps mentioning what is it um, where are they Exeter really? yeah um, Dartington Dartington Neil Callahan brilliant yeah there's this little yeah. nucleus of yeah. artistic, of, of academic really? institutions and artistic institutions that have seemed to have. So who is it? So, who, so, so, so Exeter. So, so Steve Hodges is a key person. So right? Exeter, Dartington, yeah. and Formouth has been mentioned oh, as well. Really? Yeah. Because down, down in, in Exeter, it's like the West yeah. Country, which is really strange. A kicker for Exeter. They're all good lecturers now. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, Stephen Hodge, Steve Hodges now, now he runs it. He was he was sort of was a key in sort of pushing the whole sort of site stuff. Yes, and so, Kathy Turner works there now, doesn't she? I think she, yes, yes. At Plymouth, she's at Plymouth maybe, because yes. she was my supervisor at Winchester for my PhD initially, and she wrote the book about, yeah, she's married to the head of department at... Steve Hodge. Yeah, at Plymouth, though, I think, not Exeter. I have to de- delete that. I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> but okay. there, there is this really... Um, How interesting. ...incestuous yeah. relationship between a couple of really specific art venues and specific institutions... Yeah. But I think it's generational, because yeah. everyone seems to be of a really similar generation oh, too. So it's really interesting. You can actually trace the oh, lineage or the family tree of this kind of work. How funny. But I know, which is really interesting. But of course, in terms of popular culture remembering it, those things will be lost. Yeah. But of course, people like me, who are really boring little geeks, <laughs> will find all of these little links and go, oh, there's actually a family tree here, and we can see where this works. So, right, so DreamThink Speaker so. and Super So DreamThink Speaker Brighton, aren't they? As yes, them, yes. Cause, I, and Blast Area based in Brighton, Brighton as well. Just watch, down the road to Sean by Sea. Yeah. About, um, so about Super Cinema, where are they from? That I don't know, because that's a completely commercial venue. Because he venue. was film, wasn't he? Then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is really interesting. And the, I'm not so sure yet about New York. I've only seen a couple of pieces there, and I don't know much about... What are they called again, that company? Three. Where they train. Um, Third Rail Projects. They've just had a new show um, opened called Paradise, Third which Rail looks Project. quite interesting. But Third Rail Projects, uh, it was called Then She Fell. It was right. so beautiful. Was it? They're on Twitter, so okay. you can find them on there. I'm down. hoping, this is not for sure or for definite people listening, so please don't get <laughs> too excited. If I manage to get my funding, my research funding bid... Free tickets for everyone. I'm hoping to bring <laughs> the director of Third Rail Project over oh, wow. to do some talks and some workshops. Third Rail Project. Uh, Tom uh, Pearson, I think his name cool. is. <laughs> so I'm hoping to bring them over. Brilliant. So if that happens, cool. I will let you know. I'll be there for a project and <laughs> come along. Yeah, yeah. Wow, cool. So you mentioned a little bit earlier, um, what is next then for Devil Speaks True? Yeah, so Devil Speaks True, um, I'm going um, to sort of reconfigure things a little bit, have a little look at it and plan with it, which we can, because it's, um, it's, it's a recorded piece, so the, the yeah. sound's all, so we've got, we know the show lasts exactly for a minute, so we've got everything in place, we need to move things around a bit and add things. Because there's no dates on the site at the moment, I noticed. No, no, we just, we, we, yeah, 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 but I mean, we, we've been, it's been insane, man, we, so it's been, uh, yeah, to have Devil Speaks True, and then this project is pretty massive, and this finishes Sunday, yeah. then we get a, 
we got a few weeks off, which is good. Um, <laughs> then we're doing, let me start a project about dementia. Okay. Which is exciting. Um, and then also we'll start to look at um, uh, reconfiguring Devil Speaks True, um, perhaps for autumn, and then, but even for spring next, next year. Where is the best place for people listening to look? Is it, are they best to follow you on Twitter or to go on the website? Um, Where do you Either's good. So, yeah, so we sort of, uh, Twitter's good. Uh, sort of, um, I guess at the same time, so it's, it's the website and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those, those two things. Um, yeah, that's sort of the, 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 we've got lots coming up, but those are our next things, Dementia and then Devil Speaks True. So the best thing to do is to keep an eye on Twitter and on Facebook yeah, Twitter, and on Facebook the on website. The, Twitter and Facebook, they're the same feed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Twitter exactly, or the website, exactly. is a, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the best bit. So yeah. if you're hoping to catch the show again, then keep your eyes peeled for next spring. Next spring. Hopefully, where yeah. we might, especially if you're up north, listening yeah. beyond London. <laughs> yeah, beyond the Watford Gap. Beyond yeah. the Watford Gap, which is actually in the Midlands, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> My dad's family are all from the Midlands, so oh, right. when people say Watford Gap, I know what they mean. Oh, really? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, there's a, it's a basically um, a services. Seriously? Just above Birmingham called the Watford Gap. Are you serious? Yeah, I am. That's what the Watford Gap actually Unbelievable. is. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> and only Midlands people yeah, seem amazing. to know that. Oh, so. that's your Watford Gap Because yeah. <laughs> everyone seems to mean like Watford in London. Like, no, oh, it literally right. means amazing. the Watford Gap. And Google Maps it's it. just outside of Skipped it's out. near Nuneaton and just near Birmingham beautiful so. <laughs> so if you're listening keep your eye online I'm sure you will do anyway um, so I know you have been super super busy with putting this show on which is going to be on this evening <laughs> and uh, just to remind everyone we're in the Pavilion Theatre which is stunning if you're ever in Worthing come in and have a look it's beautiful. a beautiful venue and huge as yeah, well massive. you can probably hear it because it's very echoey it's a dance hall originally it's beautiful it's very beautiful. Um, so I wanted to say thank you so much for giving me uh, your time because I know you've been crazy busy with the students from <laughs> Chichester. So we wish them uh, break a leg for this Brilliant. evening. Thanks, mate. <laughs> and thank you so much for taking the time to I talk to me. Thank you very much. Lovely. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed that or at least found it interesting. If you know any other immersive theatre goers or people interested in immersive theatre, please do share this series with them. Uh, they can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and of course on iTunes. Uh, again, I would love to hear your thoughts, comments, feedback. Uh, you can post it in pretty much any of the feeds on any of that social media. And as I keep threatening, if I get enough of them, I might make some minisodes. So uh, please do give me some more work to do because I would really like that. Next month uh, is a quite unusual episode where I'm actually going to be talking about my up-and-coming immersive performance, Wishbox, which is going to be on in October at the New Theatre Royal in Portsmouth. I'm going to be interviewed by a special guest, uh, which is a bit of a secret for now. So please do tune in for that. I'm really excited and also a little bit nervous as well. But um, until next month, bye.